Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Tonight we're going to be looking at verses 26 through 38. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 38. Now many Christians are scared when it comes to evangelism, sharing the gospel. Now this fear derives, I believe, from a sense of unknown. When we go out to share the gospel, we don't know how the person is going to react. There's an unknown element there. Will the encounter go smoothly? Will the person get offended? What's going to happen? You know, that fear of the unknown takes over. But then there's something else that happens. And that is, many Christians fear going out to share the gospel because they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. And if you think about it, that's a problem. Because Christians should know what to say when it comes to evangelism. We should know because Jesus Christ has touched every single one of us. We all have a testimony. And as the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we're to be prepared in season and out of season. We're to be prepared at all times, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel. And the Bible, when we look at the Bible, the Bible gives us examples on sharing the gospel. And we see example after example all through the book of Acts, especially with Paul and Silas, Paul and Barnabas, Peter when he went to talk to Cornelius, Peter and John in Jerusalem. But there's another example that I want to look at tonight, and that is the example of Philip. Because when we look at the example of Philip, Philip, what we're going to see is he was prepared in season and out of season. And he didn't have to fear of knowing what to say. He knew what to say. He knew what to say. So look at Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 38. It's written, Then the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is waste. And he arose and went on, and behold, a certain eunuch of Ethiopia, Candace the queen of the Ethiopians' chief governor, who had the rule of all her treasure, and came to Jerusalem to worship. And as he returned, sitting in his chariot, he read Isaiah the prophet. Now notice that. Pay special attention to that verse. 
and as he returned, sitting in his chariot. He read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to yonder chariot. And Philip ran thither and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, But understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except I had a God? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Now the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, he opened not his mouth. In his humility his judgment hath been exalted, but who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? Then the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, take note of this, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water, what doth let me to be baptized? And Philip said unto him, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. Then he answered and said, I believe that that Jesus Christ is that Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, the Lord, as we come before, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you bestowed upon us. And Lord, I just pray that you would just illuminate your word for us. Help us just to learn from it tonight. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone that needs to make any decision that is hearing this sermon tonight, Lord, that you would just open up their hearts. And let salvation come into their home. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight again as we worship. Help us all, Lord, to just learn from your word and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, again, we just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that may not be able to make it tonight, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, we just lift up especially Bev to you, Lord, and just pray that you would just be with her during this time, be with her family, Lord. And Lord, we know that all things are possible through you, and we just pray, Lord, that that you would just touch and heal her in a mighty way, that you would just comfort her family, Lord, and just help us, Lord, just to look to you for comfort during this time. And Lord, I just again pray that you would be with us tonight, be with me, Lord, and give me the words to say. And Lord, we just pray that you would just also bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now when we look at these verses, we're going to see six things. What I would call the six keys of evangelism. And we see these especially with Philip. Now when we look at these six keys, the, they are, the first thing is, is that God directs. When it comes to evangelism, God directs evangelism. We're going to see that in these verses. Then we also see the need to obey God. Evangelism, the key to evangelism is obedience. We have to obey God. Something else we see is, the third is, we need to run to the opportunity. 
We see that with Philip. When God presents us an opportunity to share the gospel, don't hesitate, you run to it. And then the fourth, we need to know what to say. Know what to say. And that leads into the fifth, which is we are to always preach Jesus. Which leads to the sixth and last. When we evangelize, we are to show the person where they are to place their faith. And that's what we see in this passage of Scripture. We see in this passage Philip's encounter with the Ethiopian. Now notice the first thing that we see in verse 26, Then the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza. The first thing that we see is God directing Philip's path. Go here. Now, he didn't tell Philip what Philip was going to find when Philip went there. God tells him to go. Philip didn't ask, well, why am I going? Philip didn't ask, what am I going to find when I get there? God directs Philip and says, Arise and go toward the south unto the way which goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is waste. And then look at what verse 27 says. Philip arose. And he went. The key to evangelism is when God directs, you do it. Obedience. That's what we see here. God directs, and then Philip obeys. If we're praying, Lord, show us someone that we need to share the gospel with, or Lord, open up a door that I can share the gospel, when God opens that door and directs us to that specific place or that specific person, we go. We don't ask why. We go. God directed Philip and told him where to go, and Philip went. He listened and obeyed when the Lord had directed his path. He didn't say, why me, like Moses. He didn't say, send somebody else, like Moses did. God directed Philip and told him where to go, and Philip got up and went. And then look at what happens. We still see God's direction and the need to obey. When Philip got to where God wanted him to go, it says, And behold, a certain eunuch of Ethiopia, Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians' chief governor, who had the rule of all her treasure, and came to Jerusalem to worship, and as he returned, sitting in his chariot, he read Isaiah the prophet. So when Philip got there, Philip sees this man sitting in his chariot, reading the scripture. He sees him sitting in the chariot, reading from the book of Isaiah. And then look at what happens. 
The Holy Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to yonder chariot. So it was only when Philip got to where he was going did God tell him, This is the person I want you to speak to. And this has happened to me before. I was going out. We were in Winchester, me and one of the deacons of the church I pastored in Winchester. And we were saying, well, let's go visit this one person. And then all of a sudden the Lord puts on my heart someone's name. And I said, no, we need to go see this person. And we go see that person. And what happens? The Lord opens their heart and they receive the message. They receive the gospel. They receive Christ. When the Lord tells us to do something, we're not to hesitate. We're to go and do it. And that's what happens here with Philip. When Philip said, go, when God told Philip, go and join yourself to that chariot, look at what happens. Philip runs to the opportunity. It says Philip ran. Verse 30. Philip ran thither and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. He ran. Now remember I said, look at what it says. He's sitting in the chariot. The chariot wasn't moving. The man was sitting in the chariot. The chariot wasn't going anywhere. And Philip didn't walk to the chariot. When God told him to go and join himself to the chariot, Philip ran. He ran to the opportunity that God had presented. And the way I look at this is how we are to respond to the opportunities God presents us. What can running to the opportunity also convey? Joy. Joy. We're to happily do what the Lord calls us to do. It can convey joy. Because if you're running towards something you want to do, you're going to be happy and you're running to it. If you're running away from something, that conveys what? Fear. Running toward conveys happiness. Running away conveys he was happy. The Ethiopian was sitting and reading and Philip running was running to the opportunity the Lord presented to him. And then when Philip got there, what does Philip do? He hears that the man's reading from the prophet Isaiah. And look at what Philip says. This man didn't ask a question. He was just sitting there reading, and Philip said, pretty much, do you understand what you're reading? You're reading this, but do you understand it? And we see what he was reading. He was reading Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8. Do you understand what you're reading? 
And the man said, how can I understand it unless someone guides me? Unless someone tells me. He was reading this and he didn't understand it. And we see the confusion that he had. He said, is Isaiah talking about himself? Is he writing about himself? Or is he talking about someone else? Many people in the world today don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. They can't understand how God could send his son to die for us. And then it goes back to what Paul says. How can they understand without a preacher? Without someone telling them, teaching them? They can't. And that's what we see with the Ethiopian. He was reading the, God, the, the book of Isaiah, but he didn't understand it. And Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, no. No, I don't understand it. I don't understand what I'm reading in reading this. And what we see is, is that Philip starts to explain it to him. Philip knew what to say. He knew what to say. Philip understood of whom that passage of Scripture spoke. He knew it spoke about Jesus Christ, and then he knew what to say. Which is a problem with many Christians. They say they are a Christian, and then when confronted by someone saying, what does all this mean? They have no idea how to explain it. And my problem is, is if you don't know how to explain it, how can you actually say you have been affected by it? Philip knew what to say. He knew how to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when a Christian says, I don't know what to say or how to tell someone about it, that is a problem. It is a problem in the life of that Christian. Because if you don't understand it, how can you say it has ever affected you? And that's why so many people who say that they are Christians run when given the chance to evangelize. They don't run towards it. They run away. They run away. Making excuses. God tells us, go and join yourself to that chariot and they start saying, well, you know, I don't know what to do here. And they start scratching their head. Or, I don't know what to say. Or what if that person gets offended by what I say? Who cares if they get offended? 
Christ is an offense to the world. We're to present the gospel. People are going to be offended by it. They're going to be offended by us, and they're already offended by us. If you think about it, there are people that pass this church every day that are offended because this church is here. That's the world in which we live. All we must do is exactly what Philip did. When presented the opportunity, look at what it says. It says, Philip preached unto him Jesus. In verse 35. Philip preached unto him. He opened his mouth and at the same scripture, he preached Jesus Christ. This is how Philip answered the Ethiopians' questions. Philip took that scripture and said, let me tell you about who this is speaking of. Let me tell you about Jesus Christ. Yes, the scripture in Isaiah that Philip presented and taught was speaking about Jesus Christ. That's true. We can look at it and see it's speaking about Jesus Christ, but think about something. From Genesis to Revelation, the entire Bible points to Jesus Christ. We should be able to take any scripture in this book and present Jesus Christ to anyone. Because the entire book points to Christ. He's at the center of it. For example, the book of Ruth. book of Ruth. People think about, well, how can the book of Ruth point to Jesus Christ? The book of Ruth points out how the law of the kinsman redeemer works. And Jesus Christ was our kinsman redeemer. Through the book of Ruth, I could explain the doctrine of the kinsman redeemer and how it applies to Jesus Christ. The book of Judges. You can point to any judge in the book of Judges and then you can point them towards the great judge, Jesus Christ. And how he's going to judge all the nations. The same way God sent judges into Israel. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible points to Jesus Christ. And we should be able to if we say that we are a Christian, we should know enough of the Bible and the doctrines of the Bible to take any scripture and explain how it applies to Jesus Christ. Because the Bible points to him. Because the Bible is the word of God. And that's exactly what Philip did. He took that scripture and pointed to Jesus Christ. When we are called by God to share the gospel, we're to arise and go where God directs. We're to obey him. 
and run to the job at hand and were to know what to say. And were to preach Jesus Christ. That's evangelism. Go where God directs, obey him in the direction in which he is pointing us, know what to say, and preach Jesus Christ. Sharing the gospel. Sharing what he has done in our lives. He preached Jesus Christ to the Ethiopian. And that leads us to what happens next. When the Ethiopian wanted to be baptized. Look at what he says. He says, here's water, verse 36, here's water. What doth let me to be baptized or what hinders me from being baptized? And what did Philip do? Philip didn't immediately baptize him. Philip made sure he understood why he was being baptized. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And that leaves open pretty much an open-ended question to the Ethiopian. The Ethiopian had to say what? I believe. I believe. But then look at what the Ethiopian says. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Philip didn't immediately baptize him. The man had to make a profession of faith. And he had to show where his faith was pointed. His faith had to be in Jesus Christ. Believing everything the gospel says about Jesus Christ. Philip preached Jesus and the Ethiopian believed on Jesus Christ and was saved. As Christians... We're to do the same. We're to go out and share the gospel. We're to go where God directs us. And we find God's direction through prayer, through leading of the Holy Spirit. And then we're to obey when God directs, and we're to run towards the opportunity that God gives us. We're to be prepared and know what to say and how to answer questions when they are directed at us. And being prepared and knowing what to say comes through prayer, it comes through illumination of the Holy Spirit, and it comes through Bible study. We need to study the Bible and know it. And we're to always, always preach Jesus. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not a prosperity gospel. Not a feel-good gospel. We can't go around tickling people's ears. 
We're to truly present the gospel, and if they ask, tell them what's going to happen if they don't receive Christ. They're going to go to hell. We're not to present a false gospel. We're to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're to teach and preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we're to understand it. We're to understand it. And in doing so, we're to show people and direct them to where they are to place their faith. And that is in Jesus Christ. And this is what Philip did. And this is what we're to do as well as we go and share the gospel. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us, that you would just direct us in our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray again, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshow us with the love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Number 275.